Look, I've been very vocal. I believe that Jawar Jordan is primed for stardom in 2023. On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we'll talk about that. We'll also discuss what Maurice Turner's role looks like in year two and what to expect from newcomers Isaac Garendo and Kiwan Brown. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that uh, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Continuing along in our uh, positional previews for the Louisville football team, we talked about the quarterbacks on the last episode of the show. The second installment will be dedicated to the running backs. We'll talk about why Jawar Jordan is primed for stardom this upcoming season. We'll talk about how Maurice Turner is in line to see an increased role. And then we'll talk about the expectations or what to expect from the newcomers, Isaac Garendo and Kiwan Brown. Um, when we discussed the quarterback's position, we had to talk about the changes the changes in personnel, the changes um, in coaching schemes, the coaching changes, so on and so forth. We have to do the same thing here uh, with the running backs um, episode because it's going to be a little bit of a different scheme. Scott Satterfield's system was essentially um, you know, mainly run dominant. Um, the pass played off of the run, but the run set everything up offensively. Obviously, this is going to be a little bit of a different scheme that we're going to see for the Louisville Cardinals uh, for the future with Jeff Brom's more of a pro-style offense. One thing that we've kind of mentioned on this show that I'm going to mention again for the sake of this episode, don't believe that we're going to see a flat-out air raid offense from Bar- from Brom and company. That's not going to happen. It's going to be more... Um, you know, there's going to be more passing the ball. There's going to be, you know, more trick plays, more, um, you know, sets that are going to try to get ball carriers, the ball in, um, you know, opportune situations. But as far as the, the differentiation, the deviation between, um, you're passing and, and rushing downs. I mean, it's going to be more passing than rushing, but it's not going to be this huge, huge uh, difference that leads you to believe that this is an air raid offense. That's not going to be the case. It's going to be more of a pro style offense. Um, you know, I think that looking to see what Braum has done recruiting the position, not only through the transfer portal, but also for next year, already having two running backs committed, I would venture to believe that there's going to be a pretty decently sized commitment to running the football. We saw that at Purdue. I know that Purdue's offense was um, you know, very electric at times, um, a lot of passing, throwing over the field, but make no mistake about it. You know, Devin Mockaby, the former walk-on for Purdue, um, you know, had nearly a thousand yards, was a key player on that team in terms of uh, what he was able to bring to that offense. I would expect maybe Wilbur not to run the ball as much as they have in years past, but make no mistake about it. Jawar Jordan is primed for stardom. We've talked about this over and over. I think that I this is probably the prediction that I'm really going out on a limb here. I've been doubling, even tripling down on this prediction. I truly think 
that Jordan is going to be a 1,000-yard rusher in 2023. You look at what he did last season, 5'10 native of Chandler, Arizona, transferred in from Syracuse before the 2021 season, transferred in in August, didn't necessarily get a lot of run until late in the season. He had 14 carries for 94 yards, but really broke out onto the scene in 2022. But it didn't seem like that heading into the season. There was a very crowded backfield. That's what makes what he did so impressive. I mean, you brought in Tyon Evans from Tennessee, Travion Cooley and Jalen Mitchell were both back. Um, so you had those guys ahead of you on the depth chart. Unfortunately, injuries are unforeseeable, and the injury bug really hit the uh, running backs room for Louisville. Tyon Evans missed a handful of games. Travion Cooley missed some games. Jalen Mitchell missed a lot of games. Uh, so essentially, Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner's number got called uh, down the stretch, and they both answered the bell. Jawar Jordan uh, finished the season averaging 5.7 yards per carry, 142 carries for 815 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, but you look at the game log. Uh, you look at what he was able to do. He had a 91-yard performance against Florida State, but didn't necessarily get a ton of opportunity until um, you know that game against James Madison to where after the James Madison game, or even including that game, there was only one other game um, up until the end of the season where he didn't get over 10 carries. That was the bowl game, and he still had nine carries for 115 yards and two touchdowns. But looking at the numbers against James Madison, 17 for 117, 11 for 73 against Clemson, 16 for 105 and a touchdown against NC State, 22 for 145 against Kentucky. So I think that um, there's definitely a lot to be excited about for his campaign this season now that seemingly he is the clear-cut option to be the feature back for this offense. Now, we're going to talk with the entirety of the episode about why this isn't going to be an offense to where there's one guy receiving the vast majority of the carries and the other three um, are just, you know, in line for situational opportunities. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that the more things change, the more they stay the same. We're going to see Isaac Garendo, Maurice Turner, potentially even Kiwan Brown, um, you know, both play or all three play, uh, you know, specific roles for this team throughout the entirety of the season. But uh, the hype for Jawar Jordan is there. You look at a publication from College Sports Wire, uh, which is from is a a part of USA Today Sports, the sports media group. This was an article back on May 15 from Patrick Kahn. He ranked the ACC running backs. Will Shipley's number one from Clemson. Trey Benson from Florida State, number two, which I, I don't argue with that. Number three was Jawar Jordan. And it makes a lot of sense. Here's what he had to say. Jordan returns for a third year at Louisville after spending his first two years at Syracuse. He saw an uptick in snaps, which allowed him to show off his athleticism with Jeff Brown returning to the Cardinals as the head coach. Jordan should be in line for a very productive season. Nothing that's very groundbreaking. I think that that is uh, pretty uh, realistic for what to expect. I do think that Jordan is going to be in a 1,000-yard rusher this season. However, one thing that we cannot overlook is I think that we're also going to see him become more of – uh, a player in the receiving game. When you look at what he was able to do over at Syracuse, um, you know, receiving the football uh, didn't necessarily get a ton of opportunity, especially in, um, you know, some of these games that he played in. He only played in three games. His uh, in, in the 2020 season, 2019, he had one game to where he caught a couple passes. But then again, only four games played. However, 2022 rolls around, and he starts to get 
added a little bit more. He finished with eight catches for 74 yards. Now, granted, I don't think that he's going to be the major receiving back on this team. I think that that's going to be Maurice Turner. I do think Jawar Jordan is going to be featured into the passing game more for Louisville. Number one, be based upon, you know, workload opportunities there. Number two, the schematic changes. When we talk about the uh, splits between passing and running for Jeff Brom's team, I thought that one thing was interesting, and this is something that if you pay attention to the show, you know that it's not something that we have not talked about, and that is Jeff Brom is committed more so than Scott Satterfield was to getting his running backs the ball in passing situations in the backfield, whether that be halfback screens, um, you know, slants out into the flat, um, you know, delayed screens, whatever it may be, whatever you want to call it. There was more of an effort and an emphasis on getting the running backs the ball in space with blockers in front of them in passing situations um, pretty significantly more than we saw in Scott Satterfield's offense. And actually, it seemed like the running um, narrative was that, you know, barely ever did Louisville's running backs get the ball out of the backfield in Scott Satterfield's tenure in passing situations. It, it wasn't something that never happened, but um, it was also something that was not frequent. And I think that that's one thing that, sure, it might not be necessarily all on running plays, but it's almost like an extension of the running play, right? You get um, the ball carriers out in space, Jawar Jordan. Uh, there's questions as to whether he can be the feature back rather than just a change of pace back. Um, I think that this spring has showed, you know, his willingness to run between the tackles. We know his speed and agility once he gets into that second level of the defense to uh, essentially blow by the second level of the defense. But one thing that you hear out of a uh, spring practice, one thing that we've seen, um, from various clips is that you know he's shown a pretty willingness a pretty big willingness to um you know attack the inside seams run between the hash marks um and bounce out of the tackles and i, I think that that's something that I'm not going to really say alleviates my concerns because it's not truly concerns from mine. I mean, I, I truly believe that Jawar Jordan is prime for stardom in 2023, um, which for me, stardom looks like an 1,000-yard rusher, uh, one of the top three, four running backs in the ACC, which I really, really do believe that he is going to reach that status. So something to look for here. Jawar Jordan, I mean, sure, there's going to be competition at the position, but I do feel like that he is the clear-cut starter heading into 2023. But behind Jordan, sort of like the quarterback position, it's kind of up in the air. I think that there's a little bit more opportunity for the running backs, obviously, because multiple can play in a game usually. Um, Maurice Turner, Isaac Grindo, Kiwan Brown. We'll talk about the uh, lone returner outside of Jordan. That is um, Maurice Turner will be a... I believe a true sophomore. Yes, he appeared in five games. So he will be a true sophomore, five foot ten, native of Nicholas, Georgia. Um, I do think that he is in line for an increased role. Why is that you say? Well, we're going to talk about that here in just a moment after we talk about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Great opportunity if you are not a huge fan of khaki shorts, um, you know, due to being you know, stiff old cotton. Well, bird dogs is what you need to go after. And even if you're fine with khaki shorts, you're not going to get the versatility of bird dogs. They stretch khaki shorts, uh, designing to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a true sculpted look. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. Uh, and not only Lulu, but they fit better than regular shorts as well. Um, you know, by venting 
a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis but stretches so you get way slimmer without uh, having to sacrifice movement. It also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So versatile. Uh, many, many celebrities have gone on record saying that they'll use it for cookouts. They'll swim in them. They'll go do business meetings in them. Whatever may have you, the versatility is there. The fit is there. The comfort is there. And really, there's no reason why you shouldn't be trying it out. But if you're still hesitant, there is an incentive. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Birddogs.com slash locked on college. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so heading on into the second segment of this running backs positional preview episode of the Locked On, the Louisville podcast. Uh, thank you again for making us your first listen every day, every dayers. Uh, coming up, we have uh, the wide receiver um, positional preview, so be sure, be sure to stay tuned to that coming up soon. But nonetheless, um, there's been a lot of movement from the running backs room. Some key departures, some key returning players. Jalen Mitchell, Travion Cooley both entered the portal. Tyon Evans, which in the NFL draft. Um, and then you bring in players like Isaac Garendo and Kiwan Brown. But you do return some players. You return Joar Jordan and Maurice Turner. And if you would ask me toward the beginning of the season, well, you lose all three of them, but you return Jordan and Turner. It's like, okay, well, there's some you know possible uh, pieces to build upon. But if you would ask me after the season – I would have been completely ecstatic because they were the best running backs on the team. They were pretty much the only available running backs on the team heading into that bowl game. They both looked really, really good in that bowl game against Cincinnati. Uh, Maurice Turner, like I mentioned, 65 carries for 314 yards up until that game against NC State on November 19th. Turner had not gotten more than eight carries in a game. And then in the final three games, um, 15 carries for 59 yards against NC State, seven for 33 against UK, but 31 for 160 against Cincinnati, um, 5.2 yards per uh, carry. He also had 12 catches for 72 yards uh, in the season. I think that um, unfortunately, he is a victim of circumstance playing behind Jawar Jordan, but I do believe that Maurice Turner is going to be, in my opinion, the true change of pace back on this team. I do think that his ability to probably have the highest ceiling as a pass catcher, that electric speed when he touches the ball, that quickness is going to work really, really well uh, playing off of Jawar Jordan as a feature back. Now, granted, we'll talk in the next segment about how maybe Isaac Garendo is used in that uh, change of pace role, or I mean, both of them could be used, but I think in clear passing downs, you're going to see Maurice Turner uh, probably more than the other three running backs. And I think that 
you know, we talk about an increased role, but what really, in all honesty, what does that look like? Well, you do have to replace Evans. You have to replace Cooley. You have to replace Mitchell. But Jawar Jordan is in line for a solid increase in workload. You have Isaac Garendo, who comes from Wisconsin to where he rushed for almost 400 yards this past season. Um, and then Kiwan Brown, who is a very talented, true freshman from the Atlanta area that could also see some opportunities within this season. So, I mean, when I talked about increased role, obviously I'm not saying that he's going to essentially double his numbers because I, I'm not necessarily sure that that's going to be the case. I, I mean, I think we have to be realistic here, but you can you can have an increased role without substantially increasing your numbers, although I do think that the statistics are going to reflect an increased role as well. But there's a very fine line, if that makes sense. Overall, I think that um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Turner, who got 65 carries this past season, uh, sort of probably in that, I think personally, factoring in the changing an offensive scheme, I think 75 to 80 carries is pretty realistic, but I think the most um, increasing of his role is going to be done in the pass catching department. I think he's going to be more of a focal point in the passing offense out of the backfield, especially with the weapons that Louisville has at the wide receiver positions like Jamari Thrash, like Kevin Coleman Jr., Amari Huggins, Bruce is back, Jimmy Callaway from Tennessee, um, Jamari Johnson at tight end, um, and then Jawar Jordan as well at the running back position. I do think that, you know, this season is going to be one to where we're going to see more opportunity for running backs as pass catchers out of the backfield. And I think Maurice Turner is going to see the bulk of that, you know, increasing. So um, ultimately, I think his role at the very least is going to be very similar to last year. I don't think that his statistics are going to uh, drop. I don't think he'll get under 314 yards because um, as much as I think that Garendo is going to play a role as well, I also believe that, um, you know, I, I also believe that Maurice Turner is going to be right there fighting for those opportunities and, you know, who knows, with uh, you know, a solid game, Jeff Brom might be riding the hot hand. So I could definitely see Maurice Turner having some big-time rushing touchdowns this season, some big-time receiving touchdowns as well, sort of like Hassan Hall, who was mainly featured um, in the receiving game. But make no mistake about it, he was also dangerous as a ball carrier off handoffs and things of that nature. So I do think Maurice Turner is going to see that increased role. The only question – in all honesty, is how much of an how much of a increasing role are we going to see? So that's my question to you all. Um, you know, drop a comment down below, comment on social media under the episode post. Number one, here's the first part of the question: Who is the backup to Jawar Jordan? And number two, predict their statistics. I want to see what you think the statistical numbers are going to be for the backup um, to Jawar Jordan. So be sure to drop that comment. So, um, but yeah, overall um, I, I think that in limited opportunity last season, he did a great job. Um, and then not to mention, you can't overlook the opportunity of being in the collegiate weight room again, being, or, you know, for an additional season, um, you know, having that experience onto your belt. I think the, um, you know, everything's in line for him to have um, a solid role on this team. And I think that that's going to be just the case. So overall, the main question here, 
despite me thinking that it's going to be an increased role, what does that look like for me? I think that, you know, 500 rushing yards and, um, you know, what did he have receiving yards last year? He had 72 receiving yards. I think definitely double that for next season. So Maurice Turner in line for a key increased role. But two newcomers on the team, Wisconsin transfer Isaac Garendo, three-star freshman Kiwan Brown. What do we – or what should we expect from them next season? We'll talk about that here momentarily. Before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen of the day. Um, If you follow the Locked On Louisville Twitter page, you'll see that we just passed 1.5K YouTube subscribers, uh, which is a very, very neat achievement. Um, I couldn't do it without you all. I appreciate all of you all that um, comment, that share the post, that uh, like the post, that uh, subscribe, so on and so forth. Even if you don't necessarily agree with the take, it's all a matter of opinion. I appreciate you all for continuing to tune in every day. But we're not done yet. Continuing on along into the second installment of the Louisville Football Offseason Positional Preview Series discussing the Louisville running backs. Um, talked about the two guys returning, Jawar Jordan, Maurice Turner. What about the newcomers? Well, we mentioned Isaac Garendo, the grad transfer from uh, Wisconsin, who uh, played four seasons with the Badgers. This past season had his best year, 64 carries, 385 yards, five touchdowns, averaged six yards per carry, um, and then not to mention had 17 receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown. He brings a little bit of a different style of running to the table, six foot, 223 pounds, pounds, pounds. Uh, senior from Clayton, Indiana, um, coming off a very, very solid season. I think that 100%, you know, being that strength back, he has that breakaway ability speed as well. When you look at the notion that his longest run of the season last year was 89 yards, the year before that, it was 82 yards. So he is a guy that uh, has that breakaway speed, that ability to make guys miss, um, and is a lot more agile than you may believe. For a guy who's six foot, two hundred twenty-three pounds, so um, as much as Maurice Turner, I think is going to see an increased role uh, catching the football. I also think Isaac Garendo is going to maybe uh, receive a good amount of snaps as the um, you know backup, you know, running the football along with Maurice Turner. Uh, this is where you know Jeff Brom you know, has to deviate and um, you know distribute. The overall workload, I think that Jawar Jordan obviously is the number one guy, but Isaac Garendo has that ability to, um, you know, break away speed, that guy who's almost certainly going to be used in goal line situations, running between the tackles, short yardage situations. Uh, I don't want to sit here and think that his role is going to be limited to just a situational thing, like short down situations goal line situations, because I think that that's almost, um, you know, sliding his ability to, um, you know, get out in the open field. I do think that I am sort of cautious to talk about predictions for um, Isaac Garendo because I, I think that there's only so much football to go around, especially more passing. Uh, but the good thing is, you know, he had a very good season catching the football last year. So I think that he's going to be a factor in the passing game as well, you know, coming out of the backfield used in halfback screens. But having that, you know, rare speed strength combo is going to be something that I think Jeff Brom and company are going to be able to work with really, really 
um, you know, well into Wobble's advantage. So it's going to be interesting to see what that role looks like for, for Garendo. But I do ultimately think that he's going to be a guy that um, will play a big role in situational aspects, but also um, I could also see him having a, a big time game that could end up winning Wobble a game down the road. So um, the other guy, newcomer, who is probably projected fourth on the depth chart, but it is not a lack of indication of talent. It's not an indication of lack of talent, I should say, but more so um, just uh, you know, an indication of the crowded running back room. Kewan Brown, late addition to the 2023 class. He was a mid-level three-star guy, uh, 34th best running back in the country, uh, according to 24-7 Sports. From the Atlanta area was a guy that Brom recruited once he came to Louisville and got him to commit um, and sign on National Signing Day, uh, committed actually uh, December 21st. So, um, but Andrew Ivins, the director of scouting for 24 seven sports has been very high on, um, Brown. He projects him as a power five starter. One thing about Brown that, um, you know, excites me moving forward, you know, despite being five foot nine, he's 205 pounds and not to mention that, but, um, is pretty solid on special teams, three kickoff touchdowns this past season for South Atlanta high school in a very, very talented area. Atlanta is a very, very talent rich area in high school football talk. Um, but I do think that Brown's rare ability to make guys miss with that you know, strength as well is something to look forward to. I think that his agility and, you know, that uh, I don't even know what the adjective would be called, uh, but the ability to make guys miss is the thing that I look forward to most. Um, with the, there only being four scholarship running backs on the team, you do wonder if he's a redshirt candidate. If everyone stays healthy, I think he's a redshirt candidate. But like we saw last season, you can just never know. So if his number were to be called and he were having to, um, you know, produce for Louisville, I wouldn't rule out a possible Maurice Turner esque production line in 2023 to where he has a couple hundred. Uh, rushing yards and a couple touchdowns because I do think that he is a player that you know extremely uh, talented. It might just take a season for him to see a pretty significant role with the guys that are playing ahead of him. Um, but ultimately, I think that you know we could see him up to four games um, and be able to preserve that red shirt. So I think that Brown, if need be, could uh, play a solid role. But at the end of the day, I look at him as a possible red shirt candidate. So. That's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here.